Five bells. Stand by all stations. Attention. All districts of five alarm fire. Five bells move in immediately. That's it. Let's go. Let's go. Fighters, the true-to-life story of our unsung heroes who stand ready to ride by day or night against our most murderous enemy, the demon of fire. In just a minute, we'll join Chief Cody and his young friend Jimmy Collins at the headquarters station house where the junior firefighters are storing the antique, which they're collecting for their sale to raise money for the school organization. It was Chief Cody's idea that the older men help the youngsters. But even so, the boys themselves had gotten together quite a collection the first day, including one item that Jimmy now suspects to be a lot more valuable than anybody knew. But that wasn't half the mystery, as you'll discover for yourself in just one minute. Firefighters, let's go right into station headquarters just beyond the great red pumper in the hook and ladder truck where an odd assortment of old furniture and boxes holding smaller items is piling up for the junior firefighter sale. A moment ago, Jimmy Collins had been amazed when an eccentric old antique dealer had wandered in with his dog and become briefly excited over a snuff box Jimmy had showed him. As he tells Chief Cody excitedly, He said his name was Lucius P. Darby and I couldn't help liking him, Chief. But gosh, was he a character. He acted like that thing was worth a million dollars. That's silly. You must have been mistaken, Jimmy. I want to show you that snuff box, sir. I've got it in the box right here. Mr. Darby didn't want me to know he was interested in it for some reason. He changed the subject and pretended to be interested in the fire trucks. Only he didn't know a doggone thing about him. No reason why he should, son. Well, then why did he pretend? I... Holy smoke. What's the matter? That snuff box. It isn't here now. It's gone. Well, maybe it was valuable at that. So the old man did walk off with it, huh? Mr. Darby? Well, that's impossible. He couldn't have. You mean somebody else came in here after he did? No, he was the last one. I showed it to him and then... Well, it... Then he must have taken it, Jimmy. I tell you, he couldn't, sir. Gosh, he even patted his pockets to show me he had nothing in him. Well, don't you think that was rather strange? Of course, it was strange, all right. But he wasn't carrying that snuff box on him. I, I even shook hands with him and then with his dog. And... Would it... Do you feel all right, son? I'm not crazy. He treated that dog just like a person. Said they went everywhere together. All I mean is neither one of them could have carried it out. Well, maybe he hid it around here. Well, that wouldn't have made sense. Gee, he'd have known we'd hunt for it. And we'll look, but I bet we won't find it. Oh, come now. Maybe it seems kind of mysterious, but... Kind of? My gosh, Chief Cody, you wait and see. I tell you, he's made that snuff box vanish into thin air. And even some hours later, nobody could prove that it hadn't happened that way. In the living room of the Collins' home after supper, the family, Mother Collins, Tim, Trudy, and Jimmy, are sitting around the table as Trudy flips the pages of a book. But Jimmy can't seem to stay quiet a minute. He's saying to his mother now. That was the doggonest thing you ever saw, Mom. The chief and half his men at the station house hunted high and low. And still no trace of the snuff box Mrs. Wilcox gave you. No. 
Gosh, you should have seen his face. Boy, was he angry. You know how red in the face Chief Gordy gets when he's mad, Mom. Uh, look, Trudy, will you please keep looking through that book? You've been at it half an hour hey, already. Hey, 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 take it easy, Jimmy. Trudy was good enough to go to the library and get it for you. You were so excited you couldn't even talk straight. Well, gosh, why shouldn't I be? That old book isn't going to tell us how that snuff box vanished anyway. But it may tell you whether it was valuable or not, son. The librarian said it had everything in it about antiques, and there's a whole section here on old snuff boxes, Jimmy. Well, I already know it's valuable. Mr. Darby's an antique dealer. He should know about those things. You should have seen his eyes pop when you saw it. Yeah, but afterwards you said he only offered $10 for it. Well, he'd have offered more, only I said the things weren't for sale till later. And then when he asked me to save it for him, he saw I was getting suspicious. I think Jimmy's right, Mother. He was afraid of letting Jimmy see how much you wanted it. That's it. So he pretended he wasn't interested anymore. Well, but from what you said, he didn't seem like the kind of person who... Well, he'd steal something. No, I gotta admit he didn't. Well, how can you tell? Maybe he didn't want to. Maybe he just loves old things so much he couldn't resist Gee, was how many times do I have to tell you he didn't walk out of the firehouse with it? I think he went to a lot of trouble to be sure you knew that very thing. Well, anyway, I do know. And, Trudy, will you keep looking I for don't that? have to, Jimmy. I've already found it. Oh, for big sake, why didn't you say oh, look, so? Oh, look, Tim, Mother. Hmm? Did you see this picture? Uh, oh, say, it does look like it, all right. I was with Jimmy the day Mrs. Wilcox's dad had caught fire, and I was right there when she gave this very same snuff box to it. Yeah, it does look like it, all right. That same funny design cards in jade on the top. Those flower things. That's the fleur de lis, Jimmy. Yeah, that's it. The photo, what's it? Just like Mr. Darby said. Yeah, it says here it's the only one of its kind in existence. Yeah, it's made out of jade and... Is that valuable, Mom? That isn't why it's valuable. It's a collector's item. A, a museum piece. Cecil, right here, and it's been missing since... It's been missing since late this afternoon. Jimmy, I think we've discovered something very important. No wonder Mr. Darby was excited. This snuff box was made especially for a king of France, King Louis the Fourteenth. That explains that design, doesn't it, Mother? And, and why it's pictured in this book. Gee, a, a real king. Oh, he should have been more careful with it. I rather think you should have also, Jimmy. Don't worry. Chief Cody will get it back. Now he knows how valuable it is. How much does it say there? You don't set a price on a thing like this, dear. I do, Mom. Why, gosh, the money this thing would bring in could buy the junior firefighters a new clubhouse. Maybe two clubhouses. Maybe even a fire uh, truck. Jimmy, and... you're forgetting one thing, aren't you? It certainly is, Tim. Belongs to Mrs. Wilcox, not him. She gave it to me, didn't she? She certainly couldn't have known what it was, Jimmy. Perhaps it's too priceless to belong to any one person. But that's not our concern. It must be found and returned. Oh, look, Mom. Chief Cody's the best one to help us on this. Let me go down to headquarters and tell him what we know. Well, it's getting rather late. But maybe he'll want to ask Mr. Darby some questions. He'll need me along. But look, Jimmy, you're the one who says he can prove Mr. Darby didn't take it. Oh, say, I forgot about that. This whole thing is very strange. I guess we do need Chief Cody's advice. Run down to headquarters if you like, Jimmy. But for goodness sake, try not to get into any more trouble today. A few minutes later, Jimmy stands in the great open doorway of the station house. Disappointment written on his face. The chief's car, the trucks, gone. Only one man sits at the desk filling out routine reports. Then, as Jimmy slowly turns away, he hears... And suddenly, the bright red car belonging to the chief swings around the corner. And a moment later, breaks to a stop in the station house for the violence that told Jimmy the chief wasn't in good humor. What the dickens are you doing here, Jimmy? Time you were in bed. But you don't know what's happened, Chief. Don't I, though? We just answered a false alarm a few blocks down the avenue. 
there's anything makes me mad. You're going to be even more mad when I tell you. Well, let's not get underfoot now, son. Keep out of the way while that truck backs in. Boys aren't going to be feeling any happier than I am. Well, that snuff box we couldn't find, remember? I don't want to hear any more about that. It's gone and that's that. We'll hear plenty more about it, Chief. Mom says it belongs in a museum. Well, that's where I feel I belong. Tired. All the work of securing now and for no reason. When this gets in the newspapers, Chief, maybe they'll blame me that snuff box disappeared. Newspapers? You mean... Mom says it's so valuable you can't put a price on it. you got to help me. I'll be in Dutch. Well, if it's as important as that and it disappeared from my station house, we're both in Dutch. Well, let's go to my office, Jimmy. The minute Jimmy finishes his story, Chief Cody says... Well, if this were a fire, I'd know exactly what to do, Jimmy. But a minute ago, you said something about going to the police. I know, but now... Well, I think they'd laugh at us. We can't even prove this snuff box was the one Trudy saw pictured in that book. How do we know it's a priceless art object that's been missing for years? Well, I think the way Mr. Darby acted proves that. So do I, but he offered you a top price of $10 for it. What would the police say to that? Yeah, it would sound funny. It'd be worth my reputation to say it vanished into thin air. But I'm sure that antique dealer's behind this, sir. I wonder. He certainly didn't hide it here, and you swear he didn't take it with him. If I'd known this, I'd have asked him a few questions just the same. But you didn't talk with Mr. Darby, Chief. Yes, I did. He was out walking his dog in the neighborhood where that false alarm was. Well, that's funny. His shop is over on Cedar Street, he said. Well, the trucks attracted him, and he asked so many questions I had to shoo him off. <laughs> that old fellow is a bug on fire equipment. No, he's not, Chief. He's not. What do you mean? The boys had trouble keeping him off the truck while he, we checked that false alarm. Did you find out who turned it in? No, we didn't. Say, are you hinting... All I know is Mr. Darby pretended he was interested in fire trucks this afternoon, but he didn't know a pumper from a, from a hook and ladder. Well, a lot of people don't. I can't see... But I can, Chief. I can see everything now. You mean... You know how that doggone snuffbox just up and vanished? Sure, it's easy. You come downstairs and I'll show you. You're not telling me it's still down there. Oh, gosh, no. I can't even prove anything. And you'll have to help me after I explain. Explain what? About the snuffbox. I know where it is now, and, and not only that, I know how it got there. The chief stares at the youngster in amazement. Does Jimmy really know the answer to the mystery of the jade snuffbox? And how did he find out like that all of a sudden? And if he knows where it is... Will they be able to get it back? Be sure to listen to our next exciting episode of The Firefighters. In a moment, Chief Bob Cody will be back to tell you boys and girls how you can help the firefighters in your own town. First, an important message. Now, Fire Chief Bob Cody and a special message for all firefighters. Chief Cody. Attention, firefighters. This is Chief Cody, boys and girls, with an assignment that follows right along after the one I gave you last time. This time, let's think about camping and building campfires. The woods of this country are more important to us than you could know. And forest fires are a terrible thing. So always, always extinguish all fires completely with sand or water. And never leave until the last ember is cold. That is all. So next time, this is Chief Cody saying, so long. Fire Chief Cody and the young rookie fireman Tim Collins will be back on the same station the next time you hear... That's it. Let's go! Fighters is a copyrighted feature of William F. Holland Productions.